important. Good afternoon, Patriot Pals. I am back with someone that needs no introduction, but is uh, our fearless leader through this time and a warrior hero and America's general, Michael Flynn. Thank you for joining me, General Flynn. Mel, it's great to be on with you and your listeners, your viewers, and America. And I really appreciate um, any opportunity that I get to speak very freely about what is happening with our country and frankly, around the world with, with a lot of other freedom-loving people that are watching America go through this, this really uh, incredible era of our own history. But I'm, I'm uh, resolute, as many Americans are, that, uh, that we're, we're going to get through this period of time, but we're going to get through it by making sure that we stay informed with shows like yours. So thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And um, that, is, that is absolutely true. It certainly feels that we are at a... Uh at a place where we are in um, the American Revolution kind of 2.0, where we, uh, we're back where the founding fathers were, fighting for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness all over again in a lot of ways. And I wanted to ask you, because um, I, I do have a lot of vets and a lot of military that watch, and I wanted to ask you to elaborate on, when you join the military, you take an oath. And that oath is supposed to be like do or die, you live by that oath. Can you elaborate on what the oath is when um, one joins the U.S. military? Sure, and any veteran, and actually anybody that has served in government uh, also takes an oath of office. And, you know, and people don't realize it, but even in some states, certain states of the country, you also take an oath to serve when you're a, when you're a servant of government, you're a servant of the people. And the oath of office is very, uh, is a very traditional a statement of allegiance to this country and to the Constitution and not to any one uh, person in our government. It's really to basically abide by the rules, the laws, the policies, and, and to choose the harder right over the easier, easier wrong that uh, I think is being done by a lot of our politicians today. So, so the oath of office is a big, big deal. Um, and it's something that I that I just firmly believe in. And the oath is as people can read it and they should read it. They, they should try to, you know, absorb the words of the oath of office. And this is not just for veterans. But this is for all Americans who want to understand what our country is about and what serving is about. It's not about serving uh, a monarch or a tyrant, uh, as some some politicians are are acting like it's about serving each other and serving the nation and serving really uh, the, the, the rule of law, serving the people of our community, serving each other, serving our families and serving uh, individuals more than it is about serving uh, not, you know, not just our government, but, uh, but really what we stand for around the world. So anyway, the constitution or the, uh, the, the uh, oath of office is a, is a direct reflection of our constitution and who we are as Americans. And that's something that is sacrosanct. It cannot be violated. Right, right. And that's that's where I think a lot of people find themselves very disappointed at this point um, because it's apparent, not just through watching your case and everything else, but that the Department of Justice, the FBI, and most of the agencies in uh, that are mainly unconstitutional as it is, have uh, are betraying we the people. And as you know, Jefferson said that um, when it became that the government had, was so uh, 
tyrannical, no longer uh, serving we the people, that we the people would have to be the ones that would have to step up and replace that government. And um, I think a lot of good people out there have been trying to uh, get involved more and more. Also, you've been uh, very vocal about getting involved locally. But the one thing I think that a lot of people aren't paying attention to is the international situation that's going on right now. And mm. I, um, I wanted to ask you about it because I, um, I've studied a lot of history and um, the color revolution playbook that uh, has been pulled off in many countries under the guise of regime change. It's always the same players. They always, with their NGOs and their national endowment for democracy and whatever, they go into a country they basically hijack that country, cause as much chaos as possible. Then inevitably there's some kind of regime change like what happened in Libya or Yugoslavia or Serbia. Or what happened right here in America? Uh, I'm getting there. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not beat around the bush. Let's get yeah. right to the point. I mean, so color revolutions, you know, and, and uh, you know, like I say, and I say this publicly, the, the, when we hear the, the phrase Black Lives Matter, right. Black Lives Matter has nothing to do with color of the skin of a person. You look at some of these thugs, some of these Antifa thugs that, you know, and I just saw the, the viral video up in, uh, I think it was uh, up in Seattle. It was just outrageous at a, at a church, yeah. outdoor church meeting and these thugs. And I took a really hard look. I looked at that video a bunch of different times. And as well as I've watched some of the different people that have been put out, you know, given bail by God knows oh who's God. paying their bail. And there are a bunch of, you know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of African-Americans in that in those groups of people. And there was not a lot up on the Seattle part. Now, now that we've said that, you're going to get bumped off of YouTube. So I'm surprised that you're still on YouTube. I'm not you, on YouTube. Honestly. All right. Well, that's good. OK, so that, <laughs> I, I was going to say that's a badge of honor if you get thrown off of YouTube. Well, I but, did get thrown off. <laughs> so good. So you so you get that badge. For, yeah. You get hero, hero status for the day. So but the but the point is, is that these color revolutions are for real. And we have people in our government that have aided those color revolutions overseas right. to basically overthrow, help overthrow uh, various governments and get involved in, you know, in a, in a, in a, uh, in a way that, that allows, that allowed for when we look at the fall of communism, but now we have 20, 30 years later, you know, we're talking about 2021 from, from really, you know, 19, uh, let's say 1990. So, so, you know, 30 years later, Right. Instead of instead of the fall of communism, we have the rise of communism right, right here in, in the United States of America. So there's a lot to be said about these color revolutions and about the ways in which we are feeling. And everybody in this country feels it. Everybody knows it. There's a lot of people in denial. There's right. a lot of people that have buyer's remorse. There's a lot of Democrats that have buyer's remorse that are now looking at, you know, trillion dollar budgets that are being passed, uh, you know, fake fake um, bills that are going to be going through like this infrastructure bill, uh, the things that happened during our election. I mean, it, there's so many things, this COVID craziness that we're seeing a 99 plus in some cases, 99.7, 99.9, depending on which age group. And I'm talking about all age groups, right. children, you know, infants all the way up to, to uh, you know, you know, aged adults who are still relatively healthy and, and, uh, and getting through and recovering from having a, a strong case of a different type of flu, which was imposed imposed on this country. So let, let me take this back to uh, you know, sort of the 60,000 foot level instead of going on my rant. So the 60,000 foot level is we have 
we not only have foreign adversaries that want to see the overthrow of this country right. and the and the fall of this country, and those are those are the nations of China, and those are the nations of Russia, primarily the two primary big communist ideological countries who see their ideology, communism, right. being a better ideology than our ideology, which is really about constitutionalism and capitalism, you know, small businesses and, and individual liberties, right? Yeah. They see communism as a state controlled and, and basically, uh, you know, in fact, everything is controlled by the state. There's no Chinese business anywhere in the world and they operate all over the world that isn't owned by the Chinese Communist Party, period. Nobody right. should think that some, oh yeah, we're working with this Chinese company in, in, uh, in Silicon Valley, or we're working with this Chinese company that's buying real estate in Texas. It's not a Chinese company, it's the Chinese government. So they see their ideology better than our ideology. And that's, that is a, that's been the struggle of all time, right? That's been the struggle really from, really from the beginning. And it's about tyranny versus versus you know liberty and uh it's about liberty overcoming uh this this need for for the perfect order right where where you're never going to have the perfect order so that's number one so we have a foreign adversary and foreign adversaries that want to see our collapse our our way of life collapse right and i'm and i mean that yeah the second the second problem that we have and it deals with the first problem is we have a domestic problem we have a domestic infiltration not only of communism in this country, and it's been going on since really the turn of the last century, and that's the, and that's you know not not this century, right? We're already so over a hundred years ago, the Communist Party of America. We're talking about pre pre World War One, right? Um, existed, and then they grew and grew and grew over time. They for a while they got involved in the unions, and and they really took over the you know things like the teachers union, right? We we know that to be a fact. You just got to look at where the teachers union is operating particularly today and some of the demands that they're putting. So I use the teachers union, but there's also other unions in our country that the communist party infiltrated and took over. This goes on. This has been going on for over hundred years. So now let's fast forward to the last 30 years and we'll tie China into uh, America and China into our education system and China into our manufacturing system, China, which, which means our economic system, China into our political system, China into everything that we uh, operate and how we operate as a as a country domestically. Right. So, and I, you know, and uh, and you don't, you know, you hear you hear the left in this country, the political left in this country, which, you know, I'll use the word democratic once, and that's that'll be the last time, and I'll call them lefties or I'll call them communists or socialists right. because we have, I, I think, it's close to seventy five members of our Congress that are now card carrying members of the Socialist Party. Right. which is incredible, you know, so, um, and, and, you know, they're proud of it. They're, it's a big, it's talk about badges of honor. They, they see it as a, as the future of this country. So we have a domestic problem, the domestic infiltration of the, of, of Chinese influence in our country, in all those components, uh, education, uh, manufacturing or, or, or the economy itself, things like real estate, uh, things like the political life of our country, where you have Chinese students that are operating as interns or operating with, with, with political parties. I mean, this is, this is for real. So what I'm saying is not just something that's made up. People can go research this. They can call me out if they want. I'll, I'll debate them all day about the right. numbers of students that have 
been coming to our, uh, particularly our undergraduate and graduate level programs for decades, not just since Donald Trump came into office. Right. And, everybody, and everybody wants to blame Donald Trump for, for uh, these problems that exist. This is Donald Trump really just got in the way. And he frankly, right. he, he identified and woke us up and they and they the left stole the, this past election, you know, a, away from us. I mean, it's in, everybody knows it. Everybody knows that the, know. the the lack of the lack of honesty and the fighting the lawfare that's going on to to ex, to, to deny exposing the truth of what happened on the 3rd of November is just it's outrageous. So those are the two things that we have that we're facing. We have a foreign enemy, a foreign adversary, and we have a domestic problem, and in some cases a domestic adversary, and it's certainly a domestic, domestic challengers that are in our political lifeblood. They are in our economic system. They are in our uh, education system, yeah. and they go all the way down. So the domestic problem goes all the way down to school boards. I'll give you one specific example. And I won't call out the county, but it's it's one of the counties in Florida where they learned and they were able to remove one of them. But they learned about three members on a particular school board in Florida just recently. And they were card carrying members of school board in a county level in Florida. Where, right. Everybody thinks Florida is this. Oh, yeah. Florida is this red state. No. Well, not they're not they're They're working hard to make it to, to make it a socialist state. Right. So so in this one example. What we had is we had three members of the Democratic Socialist Party of America, three card carrying, proud, you know, badge wearing members of the Democratic Socialist Party of America in a school board dictating what the children were going to learn. And it had to do with this CRT nonsense, this critical race theory. Right. And it also had to do with basically demanding and, and, and usurping the governor, you know, in this case, Governor DeSantis's ruling about no no mask mandate for children in schools. Well, they basically said. You know, screw you. We're we're going to keep doing it. And then when you, when local people, this is why local action has a national impact. When local people started to dig in, they said, "Well, who the hell are these people? Right. Who are these people?" So I'm talking about a school board in one county in in one state, but this is going on all across this country. That is a domestic infiltration of our system down to the lowest levels, and it just didn't happen overnight. It's been going on. For decades, and I need people in your your listeners, your viewers, to know that if people don't get off their dead rear ends, off their couches, you know, off the bar stools, or off the off the, the you know the out of the breakfast booths or whatever, you know, you got it. I know people got to go to those things, and they do some of that, but you got to figure out how you're going to get involved in your own communities in a much stronger way, because jumping back to the foreign enemy, right? If the Chinese own thirty million acres of prime property in this country, which is probably lowballing it, 30 million acres of prime property in this country, right, that the Chinese own that I'm aware of. Right. And, it, and there's probably more because that 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 uh, particular number is dated. I have been watching the rise of the Chinese military for decades, and, and I studied them intently. And I know what they're capable of doing. And I know, I know what our, our military is capable of doing or not. And right. I know the I know how the the apathetic attitude of our current administration uh, has towards not only towards the military, but also towards how they might respond to a, uh, a Chinese attack, let's say, on Taiwan or a Chinese attack on a on a U.S. military vessel or some other some other attack, you know, in some other ally around the uh, particularly around the Asia Pacific Basin or elsewhere. Maybe. 
maybe what China does is they is they pull some trick somewhere else in the world to draw us in right. to keep us off off because uh, they're very good at that and and we have a we have a system of government right now that is so inwardly focused for the wrong reasons for the wrong reasons right. and they're and they're totally focused on things that are not beneficial for this country like like when we talk about defunding the police or we talk about the the, the theft of our religious freedom mm-hmm. or we talk about the denial of our own health freedom right. i mean these are things that are huge look at Im- illegal immigration i mean these are all problems that everybody knows about and these are problems that i'm that i'm bringing up and so what do we do about it now what do we do about it you know listeners what do we do about right. it audience i mean so I, i'm I am, you know, beating myself to death and I will continue to go out and about this country as much as I can to uh, profess and to tell people, you know, this is not this is no longer about complaining about those in Washington, D.C. or complaining about those in, you know, Providence or Tallahassee or Austin or you name the state capital. This is now about getting involved in your local community. Right. You know, if you if you are going to complain about the local school board, then you better go do something about it. And I watched a, I watched a woman who, who stood in front of a school committee, a school board the other day in another state. And I, I forget the state. It might have been California, may have been may have been New Mexico. But it was it was a, a great she was standing there and she was saying all the right things. And the people were blowing her off. The school board was blowing her right. off. But the problem was, as I was listening to her, I'm thinking to myself. Because you know, they kind of whoever was taking the video kind of panned around the room, and there was only like a couple of people in the room. And here's this woman, this brave, brave soul, this brave woman who's standing there, and she's like pouring her heart out. And and her and she's a young lady. She probably has kids going to that school or going to the school system. There should have been three thousand people from the community with her, right? Instead of instead of like ten in the room. I mean, that's what we need. We need people to. To get involved in their local community. I keep with this phrase, local action has a national impact. Right. We're not going to win the day in Washington, D.C. I mean, they stole the, they, the, the theft of the presidential election and the lack of concern and care from people like, you know, Pelosi or Schumer. They don't care that they got caught. They don't care. They, they really don't. They're, you know what they're doing? They're fighting tooth and nail and they have a bunch of surrogates fighting for them. In, the, in this, you know, using this word lawfare yeah. and they just keep fighting back. They keep delaying. You know, every time some it goes to some court, they ask for a delay or they or they pour on the pro, you know, they pour on all the uh, all the stuff that goes with it. I mean, there's a breaking news article today in, in just the news. John Solomon, who I'm a big right. fan of and I'm a big fan of him because John Solomon and just the news is a is a legitimate investigative journalist, just like I'm a big fan of of uh, Tracy Beans in Uncovered DC. That's another investigative journalist site. And they're, un- they're unabashed about, about where they stand and how they stand. But the, the breaking news today is about monies that were paid by, I think, it's, I think it's the ACLU, directly to a judges association in Georgia prior to the election. I mean, this is insane. Yeah. So, they're, you know, so judges are human beings, right? right. Judges are human beings. I know, I know, because I faced one of the worst I know. Uh, in our nation. So, you know, when I when I talk about and I and I take a stand for what I believe in, what I believe in, Mel, is I believe in this country, and I believe that we have to have 
a debate and we have to decide what do we want to be? Do we, for, so your viewers, your audience, anybody that watches this thing, you know, this is, this is about liberty. This is about freedom. This is about uh, remaining a democracy. You know, this beautiful experiment in democracy, we call a constitutional Republic or, or we, we change direction here and we allow a small minority because that's what, really what it is. It's a small minority that have taken this country over and they're now dictating to us what we are going to be. Anybody that thinks that, that, you know, the, that Biden is in charge of, of whatever it is that he does. Come on. I, I mean, I, 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 for a while, I kind of felt bad for the guy. And then I got really irritated. Then I started to get really sort of, in a way I got, I got irritated about like, you know, his wife and, and his, you know, come on, you know, I mean, look at what his, look at what we know about Hunter Biden. Right? Oh my God. And this is not about, this is not about somebody's son who has a drug problem. No. This is about, this is about levels of corruption that run so deep that, you know, Biden is directly involved in, right? The big guy, right. the big guy that everybody knows. And yet the media, because the media is owned by a corrupt group of socialists. I mean, right. they are, right. they are. And, and uh, I always tell people, you know, when they read their local newspaper, right? You read your local newspaper. Anybody that watches this comes from a small town, right? You go, like I come from a small town. You read your local newspaper. You open up the first page. You say, you read down who owns the newspaper, right? right. Who owns the newspaper? And I bet you it's the Hearst Company. It's Gannett. Right. It's NBC. It's the New York Times. They purposely and intentionally decades ago made a decision that they were going to go buy the media all over the country, down to the local newspapers. Right. Take a look at it. And, and you know, and I, and I, again, you can have your, your folks will give you uh, feedback in your comment section. Who owns the newspapers of your local area? I know who owns the newspapers of, of my local area. And it ain't, it ain't some family who's a Republican right. or the Democrat that's going to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, endorsing the next candidate. It's, it's somebody who is going to dictate what the message is, what the propaganda is that we're going to hear. Right. So anyway, I, I've, I've gone on way too long. No, I mean, your listeners. No, but that's a, that's a, a lot of that is, is exactly what's concerning everyone and everyone needs to hear. Um, another thing along the lines of China and uh, international is the United Nations has been, uh, I, I've dug into it a lot from the beginning with Rockefeller. I lived three blocks away. Uh, the United Nations has pretty much uh, been usurped also by China. If you look at the biggest committees yeah. there at the top. Yeah, so let me let me yeah. jump on that. Let me jump right. on that because, I, I, again, just because of time. the U.N. Let's talk about the U.N. Yeah, first good. of all, first of all, the biggest donor to the United Nations is the United States of America. And we have always been that way. And, you know, it, it's like people go back, study the League of Nations, why it failed. Right. You know, the U.N. The U.N. is actually a failed organization. I mean, there's been there's been U.N. quote unquote peacekeeping operations that started to restore peace in a particular area. And they've been going on for 50 years now, 50 years. And we can all over the world and we continue to fund them, you know, and the U.S. is one of the biggest donors. So what does the U.N. do now? Let, but what I want to do is I want to I want to stretch this a little bit and get your listeners to also consider other world organizations. Right. The United Nations, the World Bank, you know, the World Health Organization. I mean, the various uh, uh, entities like the G20, the G7. I mean, there, there's 
there's all of these world organizations, right? These global organizations that have a, a desire to basically run the world on their terms and with their uh, resources and their resources. I mean, the UN isn't an organization that, that makes money. The UN is an organization that takes our money and uses it and primarily takes our money, US, US taxpayers. Right. And they take it and they use it for things that are totally against what the United States of America right. would actually want to have our money being used for. So, you know, this business, this been, and, and, and frankly, we are we rarely, most people don't know this, but we rarely get involved in what are called blue helmet operations, right. particularly for our military, right? Blue helmet operations would be like, you know, the the Sinai uh, desert. You know, right. over in over in the Middle East, where we've kept Egypt and, and Israel, who are actually working together better than they've ever worked together. Particularly, one of the things that Trump did, and yet we have these blue helmet operations that we continue to fund. We, the United States, not the United Nations. So you have these, you have this organization there that's dictating rules for the world, and 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 you have caucuses or you have forums inside that are so anti-American, so anti-Christian. And yet they're the ones that are actually dictating the policies coming out of there. All you got to do is look at the last couple of, of uh, United Nations leaders and what their goals and what they've, uh, what they've actually achieved. What, so, you know, what sort of measures of, of effectiveness have they actually achieved? And most of it, 99% of it, are going to be things that are anti-American. So, and anti-God. And, well, the more yeah, I talk so, into it. Yeah. Really yeah. So God, so God, uh, so I, you know, let me, let me bring that up because I, you know, I've been out, out and about this country, particularly with the Christian community, because the, our nation was built upon Judeo Christian principles and values. We, we, we basically were running from uh, religious persecution in the 1500s and 1600s to find this new world where we could practice religion, you know, freely. Right. And, uh, and our country really is founded upon, religious freedom. So when you look at the United Nations today, and they've been this way for a long time, and you look at the, the left in this country, particularly the Obama administration was horrible. They took the Obama administration took God out of the platform of their party, right. you know, in 2012. And, and it was kind of like nobody really paid any attention. No, but, you know, but people, they, we just take it for granted. People in this country take, take who we are and take our religious freedom for granted. Why did they shut down churches with COVID, but they allowed liquor stores to stay open? They allowed Walmart, you know, they allowed yeah. corporations to stay open, but they kept small businesses because what they want to do is they want to create this further divide and they want to keep God, you know, under, under wraps, right? They want to keep God right. under the thumb of government, right. right? That's what they want now. They want to keep God under the thumb, meaning under the control of government. Right. And when they keep God under the control of government, guess what, listeners and viewers? We lose. We lose as Americans because our principal founding, our principal reason for being is because of the persecution that people felt, particularly in Europe, for their they were being persecuted for their religious beliefs. Right. People could people could assemble, people could speak freely. They might not like what they they might not like the consequences of speaking freely in a, in, a, in a dictatorship or a tyrannical government, but they could speak their mind. But when you practice religion, you were crushed. And, uh, and so they ran from that and they found this new world and they created it. I mean, people ought to go read right. the, ser the sermon. They ought to go read the sermon by a guy named Winthrop. 
a pastor by the name of Winthrop. He gave the sermon in 1630. And if you can find it, Mel, you should post it. I will. 1630. It's unbelievable. He's one of the, he's the founder of Boston. It's one of the best. Uh, in fact, it's where I found the, you know, I dug into the, you know, Reagan's shining city on the hill comment. Where did he get it from? And, and actually, uh, uh, Winthrop is the guy that used it first. But then actually, if you dig down further, it actually comes out of the Bible, City on the Hill, where Matthew talks about it. So our pastors around this country, and I'm a Catholic, okay? The Catholic Church, the Catholic Church is like, to me, they're owned. They are owned by the government. The Catholic, there's very, very few priests because the Pope won't let them. Right. The Pope well, the won't Pope let them. The ended the, traditional Latin Mass. Right. Well, not, not just that. It's, 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 it's the ownership because there's a lot of, there's a lot of real estate. There's a lot of things. Right. The Catholic Church, the Catholic Charities of America is, is, you know, they back Planned Parenthood. They, the Catholic Charities of America is down there on the border, right. taking people, taking these illegals and putting them and helping them put them into buses and, and paying for their way to go around the other part of the country. I'm a Catholic. So, I mean, I mean, this is not about the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church. I mean, this is not about being a Catholic or believing in God, you know, the way I believe that in the, in the traditions of the Catholic church, because right. we all, we all believe in the Bible. We just right. have different traditions that we believe in when it comes to various Christian religions, right. You know, the, I mean, it's just a different traditions, right? The Episcopalians, the Protestants, the Lutherans, yeah. you know, you name it. And the Catholics, we all believe in the same Bible, but we just have a different tradition of the way we practice it. Well, right. the Catholic Catholic charities, you go look at the Catholic charities and what they're doing. I mean, come on there, you know, Catholics of America, let's wake up because, because I, I know that there are other Christian communities around this country that are waking up yep. and, and it's not about complaining about the church. It's not about complaining about government. It's about getting involved in your local community and placing demands. You know, don't, if they, if, if you put a dollar or, or $5 or $20 into the basket that comes through the pews every Sunday, you better understand where that money's going. Right. And, and, if, and what you're going to find is you, that money's going to things that you don't believe in, Catholic. And, and I will tell you, even for many, many of these uh, other Christian religious groups, you better understand, you better see the, the budgets and the monies where they're going. If it's not being driven into your local communities, if those dollars aren't going right back into your local communities, then, then woe betide you because... You know, it's going to go to else. It's going to go to other places that are going to benefit things that are not for this country, that are not pro-American, that are not for liberties, that are not for freedoms that we cherish. Everybody wants order. And I'll shut up here in a second, Mel, but everybody wants order in our lives. Right. We want to know when if I have a problem, if I have somebody sneaking up in my house and I dial 911, I want the right. cops to show up and I want a sufficient number of cops to show up. Right. Back the blue, don't defund the police. So, so honestly, that's called order. When I drive down the street or I drive across a bridge, I don't want the bridge to collapse. I don't want 10 potholes to be between here and the stop sign down the end of my street. That's called order in my life because I pay taxes for that order. I give, them, I give the government money to pay and to, and to help the order. But I also want liberty. I want to be left alone for the things that I want to do in my own life, right? I want to be able to, choose what I do on a daily basis. I want to be able to go to where I want to go. That's the, that's the difference between liberty and order. And I've written an article on that probably six right. months old, maybe eight months old now, but I saw it. People, in the Western yeah. Well, people, pe yeah, that's right. People want both, but in order to have both, we have got to be 
participating in our government. Right. And you right. can't participate in our government by complaining about it. I'm done complaining. My, my participation in our government is what I'm trying to do now, going around this country to get right. others to, to learn about what they need to do, what they can do. I am also, uh, I, I run a 501c3 called America's Future. And America's Future is putting our money, you know, it's actually not our money. It's the people's money that, who, are, who donate to us. Right. Putting, that, putting that money where it counts to like things like we're fighting elect, election integrity and election uh, 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 security. I mean, we put almost a million dollars out to the Arizona audit. Right. We're putting money. We're putting money into uh, helping, uh, particularly young women, fight against their universities who are demanding that they take shots, otherwise they can't attend college. I mean, what the hell? Come on, you know. So we're putting money against that. We're putting money towards towards education of our constitution, right? And 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 teaching people about our constitution because our our damn schools can't aren't doing it. Nope. So, so we've got to do it in different ways. We've got to do it in, in, uh, in innovative ways. So, I, you know, I'll plug my, my, uh, my 501c3. It's, dub, it's www.americasfuture.net because we need the help. We, and I will yeah. tell you, and I will commit, I will commit that the dollars that we get will go to supporting organizations like Moms for America, Kimberly right. Fletcher, who's a, you know, go to her website, help her if you can't, right. if you want to help me. Go to Moms for America. She, I love her. I mean, yeah, she's I, in 50 states. She's been around since 2004. These are the kinds of fighters that we need. These right. are the kind of people that we need. Yep. And, and, uh, and again, you know, I'll shut up by just saying, get involved. Local action has a national impact. You know, and God bless you, Mel, for having me on your show. Thank you, you know, so you're, much. You're going you're gonna to get all kinds of hate mail. What? You think I'm scared? Nah, <laughs> I get it anyway. I just want right. to say one more thing about... Uh, Whatever's going on in D.C. with those, uh, I believe those are prisoners of war down there. Yeah, there are, yeah. Uh, political prisoners in America. I had on um, one yesterday that was let out, but a lot are still in there. And I just I, I wanted to just say I'm really praying for them. And uh, I know that they are they're watching you and counting on you. And when I had the guy yeah. on yesterday, you know, he's uh, he's he said he, you're his leader. And everyone in there, um, I believe, is uh, praying for our country and are watching yeah. you go around and um I well just- here's what i'll tell them i'm gonna for those for those people you know and i say i use the phrase like my like was really developed by people that supported us you know it's hashtag fight like a flynn right and and uh and that's right and if you got if you got a if you got you know horrible lawyers who are usurped by the government or the or usurpers themselves get rid of them right. and find a new one be your own lawyer some cases even though they'll you know, the phrase, you know, the person who's their own lawyer is a, is a fool. But I, I, to me, it's like, don't have some lawyer that's going to cut a deal with the government. This government is, is in, it's, in, it's, it's, it, I, I call it the just us department. They see convictions and not the truth. And I, the last thing on that, though, is that um, they are, these are people who are political prisoners. Yesterday, uh, I believe it was yesterday, because today's Tuesday, right? So yesterday, the government filed, the Department of Justice filed a filing and very quietly they filed and they admitted in their filing that they are withholding evidence right. from, from many of these people. So we can't have this. I mean, we cannot have this in our country. And, and the just us department, okay, these people, so if there's, if you want to complain about something, if you want to go to your local, you know, you want to, you want to really look hard, people ought to start complaining and, you know, cause don't do these, you know, call your, congressman because those calls go unheard right you know 
don't let these don't let these people come in and and put their hand out and say, I'm going to go back to Washington and I'm going to fight for you. Well, then baloney, find somebody else. I would recommend any of these veterans that are watching your show. You've got to get involved. Maybe maybe you decide to run and and, uh, for a local office or for even a federal office. Get involved. Get involved. God, God help these people that are being held uh, for political reasons. And really, because Nancy Pelosi, when they return on the 16th or whatever of September, she's going to have this insurrection crucifixion commission that, that I'm calling it, the insurrection it crucifixion commission. And she is going to just beat the country up badly. And she doesn't care about further dividing this country. She doesn't care. And that's that's a sad commentary to what we are likely walking into in these next couple of months at the expense of these poor people that many of them were just showing up to, to peaceably protest or just to be part of a, a historical moment in our right. country. And yet, because they walked up the stairs of the Capitol, they're now sitting in jail. This is right, insane. It's horrible. It's and, and, right, it is. So anyway, all right. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much, General Flynn. And uh, I will see you in Grand Rapids, I believe. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and when keep, you do, grab me, grab me and I'll and pull me aside and we'll do a quick Zoom. And keep up the uh, amazing work. You are really, you're America's hero right now and everyone's counting on you and watching you. And uh, thank you for your service. Okay. Thank you. you no, God bless Bye-bye. you and God bless America. Bye-bye.